are listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I am your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in on this Wednesday edition of the Daily Roundup. We are going to talk about the closing arguments from the Clayton case from this past Friday, the hearing this past Friday, because Dave Neal posted a video yesterday in regards to the closing statements. You got to hear from both lawyers. (laughs) You got to hear the judge's ruling. And we will briefly talk about that, and I'll tell you where I'm at with the video of that. Also going to talk about the Golden Bachelor ratings. We've talked about it all season. Like we've said, like here are the ratings, um, and it's doubling what Bachelor in Paradise is doing. But I looked into it a little bit further yesterday from last Thursday's episode. I, I, I had no idea what it was doing compared to other shows on television. It is nuts. Also, um, we're going to talk about Big Brother, what happened last night, and I needed to get an answer on the Aaron Rodgers situation with his Achilles. I know that's kind of sports-related, but since I talked about my Achilles injury all last year from August to December when I was still in my boot after tearing my Achilles, I, I had to go straight to my doctor and be like, what the fuck is going on? And how is he able to do this? And I'll give you his answer, and we'll talk about that coming up momentarily. All right, let's get started. Yesterday, I explained on the podcast for about 10 minutes Dave Neal's video breaking down the audio from Clayton's hearing this past Friday, which was a cross-examination of the woman he was filing an injunction against harassment against. Well, today, yesterday, Dave posted his latest YouTube video, which was the closing arguments from both sides. Both lawyers uh, had to give closing arguments for their case. We already know that Clayton ended up winning the injunction against harassment versus this woman. And basically, uh, the judge uh, did find there were a series of events. When you have 500 emails and text messages, it probably didn't seem like much of a case. I think this judge knew about, I don't know, five minutes in where this was going. But obviously, you have to listen. And that was just my opinion. If I was the judge, I would have known right away. Because, look, I understand why the woman here was continuing to hit up Clayton. I totally get it. But 500 is excessive. I mean, in her mind, it isn't. In her mind, she can keep emailing you until the end of time, and you're the one harassing her. Like, that's the way her mind thinks we're dealing with someone who's not all there. But the judge said in the closing argument, hey, when she was giving her decision, 500, it was very excessive. Um, the first thing the judge said was she's not ruling on whether uh, the woman is pregnant or not pregnant. That's a matter to be determined in family court. So we still have to wait on that. This woman has said, during this hearing, I am 24 weeks pregnant, I have twins, and they are Clayton's. Yet we're 24 weeks in, there's been no proof that it's Clayton's, and a lot of people are doubting whether she is pregnant or not. So... You know, I mean, this is a just a bizarre, bizarre situation. But one of the things that the judge said, and the thing that I would say is, like I said yesterday, go listen to the audio. I'm going to be getting video of it soon. It was mailed out because I contacted the courts in Arizona. This is not a sealed case. So I have every right to ask for it. They accepted my request. 
they confirmed my requests and they said a CD will be sent out to you. So I will have video of this court hearing from this past Friday. So just know that. And at that point, I mean, this is a public case. Her name is out there. It's been out there for months. At that point, you are now going to be able to see her if you haven't tuned into any of this online. But we're not going to hide the name anymore after that because it's out there. I I don't even know why I've been kind enough to even hide her name up to this point because there's nothing to hide. There's nothing wrong with saying her name. It's a public case. This case is not sealed. You know, we can get into that all that. But one thing that the judge said during this is the exact quote. I wrote it down when she was giving her ruling on whether or not to file injunction against harassment against this woman towards Clayton. She said, the communication that I have a lot of concerns with are the ones where she is trying to make offers to him to continue a relationship that she is trying to facilitate, that if you do this, then I'll do this. Those kind of messages are of the nature of harassing. Using threats to go to the media, I find as alarming, annoying, and harassing. This judge gets it. This judge could see from the very beginning where this was going. Again, when this woman's lawyer, in his very first line of his closing argument, said, I agree that my client's behavior was alarming, annoying, and harassing if she wasn't pregnant. So he based his whole closing argument on the fact that she is pregnant and admitted that what she did was alarming, annoying, and harassing. What law school did this guy mail mail out for to get a law degree? Holy shit. I can't believe her lawyer said that to start off his closing argument. Hey, I totally agree what she's doing was alarming, harassing, and annoying if she wasn't pregnant, which... You know, look, I've never spoken to this lawyer. The only thing I know about him is what I've heard in this case. But good Lord, man, have you ever met your client? I don't even know. Because he represented her as a pregnant woman. And there is a lot of proof out there that she isn't. She says that she is. You know, she has a screenshot from an OBGYN appointment from back in July And that's it. (laughs) There's way more. Put it this way. There's way more proof out there that she isn't pregnant than she is. Her is pregnant is basically her word. And, you know, it's just the whole thing is so bizarre. (laughs) Like I said, it's got so many layers to it. But go to Dave's video and listen to the closing arguments. And the judge's decision of basically saying, yeah, you harassed him. So now they both have an order of protection against the other. They cannot contact each other unless it's through legal teams. So she cannot text him, call him, whatever. Same thing. Clayton can't do the same to her, which I'm sure he's fine with, considering he's never wanted to have anything to do with her. So now I'd love to hear what her take on this is, but not me personally. I want to see her put it out there, uh, you know, make up another screen name and put it out there somewhere. I don't want to hear directly from her. She knows that. I made that perfectly clear. But I is there a part of me that's curious 
of what she thinks about a judge telling her you cannot contact him anymore when she sent over 500 texts and emails since May of this year to him. Like, you lost. You lost. The judge said you're done. You cannot contact him anymore. Yet I'm sure she's got some fucking excuse as to why she lost. Oh, my! but my lawyer never presented this, and that's why the judge ruled the way she did. Because this woman has never admitted defeat in her life. As, as I shouldn't say that. Let me take that back. She has never admitted defeat in the time that I've been dealing with her. In anything, in any email that she has sent me, I, she's never admitted defeat in anything. She just goes on and on about how this is this, and this is this, and this is this. Now she's been defeated in court. A judge told her, She's granting an order of protection, injunction against harassment for Clayton against this woman. I'm just curious. I'm curious to what her what she's doing now, what she's conjuring up in her warped sense of fucking reality right now. And again, with that said, if you know who this woman is and you know her name, don't contact. The best thing you can do is never contact her, never email her, never send anything to her, her family, anybody she's related to, nothing. The best thing you can do is ignore her because she thrives off of attention. Thrives off of it. If everybody ignores her and everybody just talks about her essentially, quote unquote, behind her back, meaning give your thoughts and opinions on the internet somewhere without directly contacting her, that will drive her up a fucking wall. That's what you need to do. Ignore her. Do not harass her. Do not send her any messages. Do not leave any captions on any place where she can see it that's directly related to her. Do that and everything will be fine. Don't lay anything on her. And it'll drive her up a wall. Because she's she's out for attention. I mean, if you want to take this at its purest form, All you have to do is go back to why we even know anything about this story. Clayton didn't run to the media with this. She did. Now she's saying, well, I ran to the media because Clayton wouldn't respond to me. She didn't have to. The second you ran to the media and told the son your story, and the son did a fucking 25-paragraph story on this, is the second you gave up any right for people to have and come after you and give their opinion, and say negative things about you. They shouldn't have done it publicly, you know, directly to you. She claims all this bad stuff is happening to her. Now, I don't condone any sort of harassment towards an individual, but don't tell me the second you went to the media with this, you did not, uh, that you didn't open yourself up to criticism. There's plenty of criticism. It's come from me. It's come from Clayton. It's come from Dave Neal. We're allowed to criticize you for what you did because at the very, very minimum, you didn't have to come to the media with this story, and she did. So unfortunately, when you put yourself out there like this in a story like this that has, I don't know, a gazillion holes in it, people are going to criticize and people are going to have an opinion, and that opinion is not always going to be positive. Something that I don't think she's ever dealt with in her life. She seems to have a lot of people in her life that just support whatever it is she does. And I'm sorry, but she did not have to go to the sun with this story. And that's the ultimate thing in all of this. If she never says a word to 
anybody in the media about this story, which she did not have to. Nothing said you have to go to the media with this. I don't care if Clayton was ignoring every single thing you sent him and you had to form some sort of parental plan in the state of Arizona because you're pregnant with somebody that you weren't with. Why did you have to tell the media about it? It made no. It still makes no sense to me, and she's never answered that question. She didn't have to. I understand she's saying she can. She's allowed to talk to the media about it. Sure. What I'm saying is you didn't have to. And the second that you did, you open yourself up. And then she blames all of us for having an opinion. That's the kind of batshit crazy we're dealing with. This podcast brought to you by Ibotta. How does free Thanksgiving sound? This year, Ibotta is here to give you cash back and help make sure your Thanksgiving table is complete because who wants turkey without the gravy? I know I don't. Started at the beginning of this month for the fourth year in a row, Ibotta is giving 100% cash back on your Thanksgiving feast. Just add the offers in the app to redeem everything you need to make your Thanksgiving feast complete. All you have to do is shop at your favorite retailers and upload your receipt. Other apps are giving you points for stuff like this. With Ibotta, you're going to get real cash back that you can cash out to your bank account, PayPal, or gift cards. You can also earn cash back on hundreds of online brands and retailers, too, when you start with Ibotta, including Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and more. A couple of those, Best Buy and Lowe's, are the ones that I use probably the most because those are the two I visit the most out of those stores, and it works wonders. Download the Ibotta app now and use code REALITYSTEVE to get 100% cash back on your Thanksgiving dinner starting this November. We are in November. We are eight days into November. So go do it. Go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app and use code REALITYSTEVE. That's Ibotta, I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use code REALITYSTEVE. This podcast is also brought to you by Green Chef. Green Chef makes eating well easy with plans to fit every lifestyle. Whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, vegetarian, gluten-free, or just looking to eat more balanced meals, Green Chef offers a range of recipes to suit your preferences. Green Chef has been a sponsor with us for a while now, but their latest deal is the best deal that they've ever had. You get $250 off with the code REALITYSTEVE250. Go to greenchef.com slash realitysteve250. Type in the promo code realitysteve250 for $250 off. Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well. I want to talk a little Golden Bachelor here because we had discussed in the past about how the Golden Bachelor is doing ratings-wise. It is doubling the ratings that Bachelor in Paradise is getting. But I went back and looked at this last Thursday's episode, five days ago, and I was like, is it still doing well? Last Thursday's episode got 4.5 million viewers, a .5 rating in the 18 to 49 demo, which was the best in for the demo of the night, .5. It tied with Big Brother Live Eviction Show last Thursday with a .5 rating in the demo. However, with the viewers, 4.5 million, not only was that the highest rated network show on Thursday night, it was double any other show on network TV outside of an episode of Law & Order, which was a rerun, which got 2.74 million, and an episode of, what's it called, Transplant on NBC, which got 2.61 million. And Big Brother got 2.95. So those are the only three shows. There were one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten other shows on network TV that night that didn't even get half the ratings that Golden Bachelor did. 
And, you know, we talked about it in the beginning after the first episode. It was like, okay, it was a new, it was the new shiny toy. People tuned in to check it out. What was going to happen as the season went on? The ratings are getting better. Now, the Women Tell All this week probably will go down a little bit because those episodes really don't show much. The beginning first 15 minutes when people see Faith getting eliminated, I'm sure that will get some ratings, but it'll probably drop after that a little bit. And then next week and then in on November 30th, we're going to have the two-hour finale. But I, I find this so fascinating. And I didn't know what to expect ratings-wise. I didn't know if people were going to like it. I knew they'd turn in for the first. But the fact that it has gone up at least 300,000 viewers from the first episode to the sixth episode that just ran last week, pretty crazy when you think about it. And not only that, it's the most watched show on Thursday night on network television. You don't get that very often, to say the least. As for Big Brother last night, um, boy, what a waste of an episode. I, you know, I having only watched Big Brother for the fifth season, I, I'm not familiar with their schedule, but I'm sure this is the way it is every season, that the penultimate episode was what we got last night. It's almost very similar to how Survivor used to do the episode where they were down to the final two and the final three, and then they would do the walk through the jungle and remember every previous cast member that got eliminated. Last night was so much filler, and then they start the first HOH with five minutes left in the episode. Oh, my God. Once I was about five minutes in and I realized, oh, wait a second, this whole episode is going to be Jag, Bowie, Jane, and Matt sitting around the table talking about all the former contestants and stuff that they did. No, thank you. I fast-forwarded through most of it. I didn't really watch it. But once the uh, first HOH started, I started watching. And clearly, obviously, they signed off of that minutes in. So I'm going to talk about the spoiler here. So if you don't want to know what happened in the first HOH competition and the second HOH competition, which has already been played as well, fast forward. Three, two, one. So Matt ended up winning the first HOH. Jag won the second HOH. Real shocker, I know. So they will compete in the third HOH live on the Thursday eviction show. The winner is the final HOH of the season. Well, (laughs) seemingly, we now have a confirmation that Matt and Jag are going to the final two. And it's going to be up to the jury. Do they award social game or do they award... Um, comp wins because that's what this is coming down to. It's a matter of the jury. Seemingly what we know, a lot of people on that jury are way more upset at Jag than they are at Matt and they'll take social game over comp wins. So it looks like this is Matt's season to win regardless of if he wins the third, uh, the final HOH on Thursday's live eviction show. Because if Jag sent um, Felicia home when he could have sent Matt home after the last one, he's taking Matt to the finals and Matt is taking Jag to the finals. If either one of them takes, goes after, if, if Jag eliminates Matt and, or Matt eliminates Jag and they're sitting next to Bowie Jane, either one of them win. But you know, you can't say that Jag just lost $750,000 because we don't know if he won the final HOH. We won't know that until Thursday when they do it live, but if he wins the final HOH and keeps Matt, he just cost himself 750. And I understand there's a moral clause to this. There's a, there's uh, his morals are basically telling him that's his boy. 
And if he's going to lose to anybody, he's going to lose to his boy. But Jag knows if he goes up against Bowie Jane in the finals, he wins. He knows that Matt can beat him. So if he takes him to the finals, he's sealing his own fate. And he can't be disappointed with the outcome. So I thought I've heard him in numerous ITMs saying he wants to win the 750. Then what is he doing bringing Matt to the finals if he wins on Thursday, which he's going to do. He's not going to backstab Matt at the very last chance. If he does, he's going to win $750,000. They're not going to say, oh, what a dick move. They're not going to say that. They're going to be like, he played the game the best. He has the most comp wins. Why would we even give Bowie Jane a vote? What did she do? So, um, And then if, obviously if Matt wins, <laughs> he beats Jag in the finals and he beats Bowie Jane in the finals. So, I hate to tell you this, but I don't know how much suspense there is for Thursday night now. Matt's won Big Brother 25. I, the only way Matt couldn't have won is if it was a Jag and Bowie Jane final, and Bowie Jane did not win HOH competition number one or number two. So she's getting eliminated. Matt and Jag will both take the other one to the finals, and Matt's going to win. And I'd be surprised if Jag gets more than one vote. It's the way it's going to go down. And finally, I wanted to talk about this because I talked about it last year when I was injured, and that was the whole tearing my Achilles and the fact that Aaron Rodgers suffered the same Achilles injury on September 11th. And less than two months later, he is on the field before the game, walking around, throwing a football 55 yards in the air. So I was so confused because you know me, I was talking about it. I was leading you guys around with my stories of my Achilles and where I was and my physical therapy and all that. I had surgery on August 10th of 2022. I didn't take my boot off. I mean, obviously, um, I take it off to go in the shower, I'm saying, but I was not able to take my boot off and just walk with um, my shoes on until right around December 10th. I want to say it was four months before I took my, I could not have my boot on. And Aaron Rodgers, within less than two months, is not only out of a boot, but walking around doesn't even seem to have a limp and throwing a football around. So I texted my doctor on Monday night when I was watching the Monday night football game. And I'm like, what is going on here? I know I'm older and he's in better shape, but less than two months post-surgery, he's walking and out of a boot. And my doctor messaged me back and said, there's a new Arthrex, Arthrex fixation device with physical therapy, basically medical care the average person cannot afford. He didn't go into it with me in terms of what that consisted of, but there's your answer. He has the money to pay for the top-of-the-line recovery. And my doctor went on to say, look, he's also at the end of his career. If he was 24 or 25 and did this, he would go through the same surgery that anybody else would because he's got plenty of years left. But the fact that he's 39, he doesn't, and they have to get him back as soon as possible. That's the whole goal here. And to see if this works and to see if he can withstand it at 39 years old to play football after this really crazy surgery that only people who are millionaires can get. I don't know what it consists of, but that's what my doctor told me. So I was like, okay, well, that makes sense. I didn't I didn't realize that. He's like, oh, yeah. He goes, if this is he's he makes 20 million dollars a year to play football and he doesn't have much time left. If he re-injures it. He's still paid, and he's still wealthy. If he were in his 20s, they wouldn't be so aggressive with this form of recovery. 
but it doesn't matter to him. Um, he's running out of time in his career. We just know this. So that's why he was able to do that. So that's the update. I feel a little bit better now because I was like, did I get the short end of the stick? Was I just told different things than Aaron Rodgers? No, it's just he's a multimillionaire and can get the top of the line assistance uh, with his recovery for his torn Achilles than I could. Thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. Please follow me on Apple Podcasts. Also, rate and review. We are uh, back tomorrow with another Daily Roundup. The Sports Daily will be up in an hour from now. I will keep you updated in regards to the video from Clayton's hearing this past Friday when I receive it. Um, Not only can I receive the video, I contacted the Maricopa County, uh, the Judicial Branch of Arizona in Maricopa County, the director of communications there, and specifically asked him, okay, when I receive your CD, am I allowed to share this video on my website? And am I allowed to share it with someone else so they can post it on their YouTube channel? And their answer was yes to both questions. The video is a matter of public record and may be broadcast and redistributed without further permission of the court. It's coming. Thank you all for listening. Really appreciate it. And I will talk to you tomorrow. See you!